You left your job and started a business because you wanted more control over how, when, and where you worked, right? You wanted to do it your way. Uh, But do you often find yourself working with clients that just aren't the best fit for your business, but you're taking them because, you know, revenue is important. This can be a drag on creating a business that actually brings you the freedom that you thought you were going to create by going out on your own. What if I told you you could attract your dream clients instead? Now, just think about how great it would be if you were helping just the right people, the people that are the best fit for you and your business. They love working with you. They send more people your way that look like them, and they're easy to work with to boot. Now, I know this might sound fanciful, especially if you've been building your business for a while, but it doesn't have to be a fantasy. You can attract the right leads and your dream clients to your business. So let's dive into five powerful tactics to transform your business and attract your dream clients. You're listening to the Captain Coder podcast. Each week, I take you through actionable strategies that can help you scale your service-based business online. I'm your host, Marisa Van Skyver, aka Captain Coder. Now, number one, before you can attract your dream clients, you have to decide what they actually look like. Who do you want to work with? Now, if you're not clear on who you're trying to attract, it's nearly impossible to get the right people to come through your online business doors. Now, the best way that you can define your dream client is to do what professional marketers do and create a buyer persona. Now, I don't want you just to think about the simple demographics. No, we're going to get deep on who you're talking to and who you want to work with. Now, a buyer persona, if you've never heard of this or you've heard of this term, but you're not really sure what it means, it is just a picture of your dream client, right? It is a profile of a fictional person, one individual person that represents who you want to work with. To make it easier, You can build a persona around one of your favorite clients and use them as an example, as long as they already match kind of who you want to get more of. So if you have one dream client and you're like, oh man, I really love working with Susie, use Susie as your example to try to get more of those people. You can also just make this up. This is the thing that gets my, bless their hearts, my students at Wichita State, every single semester is they think this is more complex than it is. But really, this is just who do you actually want to work with? This can come out of your head and nowhere else other than a little bit of Google research. Now, when you're creating a buyer persona, it is just one person that you're trying to attract. Not a in a classic buyer persona too, you might see people use some simple demographics like they're this old, they live in this city, what their job is, or you can hear people talk about, well, I want people in this range. Listen, if it's not one person and if it's not really specific, it's not a buyer persona, it's a target audience. So you want to get really clear on who you're trying to reach and go off of that. Now, not 
all people, and this is the other thing, this is why we want to get really clear. Not all people are built the same, right? A 32-year-old nutritionist in Seattle might have nothing in common other than their job and their age with another 32-year-old nutritionist in Seattle, right? Because they may be at different stages of their business. They may have totally different goals. They may have different problems. So here's the thing. Yes, you want to decide how old your fictional person is. Remember, this is one person. This is not a range of people. It is one person. So pick a specific age. They're 35, right? doesn't really matter. You're still going to have to track people who are around that age, but it just helps you get really clear. Now, I want you to think about what their education is, where they hang out online, and even what other people they follow most. So are there big influencers in their space that they like to follow? And it doesn't have to be all B2B people. It can be people that they follow that I think are funny, right? Now, the big pieces that most personas are missing out on, you need to think about their pain points, their frustrations, their worries, their biggest desire, what they need, and what transformation they want to get when they work with you. Now, your buyer persona doesn't need to be fancy. You can open a Google Doc and just start typing. But if you want this to be a little bit more visual and a tad fancier, I do have a free buyer persona template that you can download and use on Canva. You just need to fill in the blanks and away you go. Now, number two, you know who you're talking to. So now it's time to talk to them in a way they'll actually understand. That means speaking their lingo. Now, here's a secret that most of your competitors probably don't get. No one really understands your technical jargon. Like they are confused when you use very technical terms to explain things. As an expert in what you do, this is really difficult because you have a certain way about how you talk about your services and how you help people even, right? But does your dream client actually understand what you mean? Uh, let me just paint you a picture. I'm going to be totally honest with you <laughs> and tell you that when my accountant, um, also my mother, tries to explain things to me in that whole world with taxes and things like that, I constantly say, can you dumb that down? Using your technical jargon can repel your dream clients because they don't understand that you can actually help them. You might be talking up here and their understanding is down here, right? And that's not saying they're dumb. I tell my mom to dumb it down because I am dumb about taxes because they're experts at what they do, but you just have so much more knowledge than they do in your space. So you have to think about what somebody down here, how they would explain what they're looking for and what they're talking about. This shift sounds simple but you need to use their lingo when you're describing your services. Now, for example, when I explain to clients what I do, I could say that I'm a web developer. I'm a full stack developer who specializes in accessibility and SEO and builds custom WordPress websites. Let's be real. No one really gets what that means unless they're also a web developer. 
Instead, I often talk about how I help service-based businesses and the business owners do the work they love by bringing them the right leads online. And when pressed, I'll say I'm a web designer over a developer at times because honestly, that's more common terminology. It's wrong, not a web designer. I do code. I actually build things with code, but it's a it's better understood. Doesn't mean I love it. So there are times that you're going to be using their lingo and you're gonna go, ugh, this isn't this isn't right, right? But it's how they talk about things. Using your customers' lingo means they can understand how you help them far better. And they'll be more likely to pay attention to the content you're creating because it's clicking with them, right? Now, number three, you've got your dream client identified, you're getting their attention, but what next? Well, you actually have to tell them what to do next. Give them something to do with a clear call to action. Now, this can include the reel you just posted, your blog post or podcast, even a page on your website, right? When you have your dream client's attention, you need to capitalize on that attention. You don't want to lose it and tell them the next step to sticking around and maybe even working with you. Now, a call to action doesn't have to be just buy now either. A lot of people probably think the only call to action is buy now. A lot of the people coming to you, they're not going to be ready to buy now. Somebody watching a reel is not going to be ready to buy now. So you can ask them to do something simple like comment, send you a DM, share or save this post, download a free guide. Now, when it comes to your website, This is where you can get more of those buy now or the first step in your sales process calls to action going. And having a call to action is imperative because you've actually gotten them to come to your home online. This is something that a lot of businesses miss out on too, because 70% of small businesses, small B2B business websites lack any kind of call to action crazy, right? They're putting out this website, they're creating these beautiful pages, and then they're not telling people what to do and how to work with them. And so you lose those people. So get ahead of your competitors, get your dream clients to work with you instead, just by asking them to do something next, and to start engaging with you. Now on this mode of engagement that we're in now, number four, (laughs) If you want to bring your dream clients to you, sometimes you have to go out to them a little bit and start building relationships on social media. Now remember, social media is about being social. This isn't you finding accounts, sending cold DMs, or immediately asking someone to book a call with you when they follow you on Instagram. Literal number one pet peeve right now. I'm getting people who I've been following because I'm going out and doing some engagement and they send me a message and they're like, oh, thanks for following me. Here's my form and how to work with, sign up to work with me. What? I just barely hit the follow. I don't know if I want to work with you. I don't even know you, right? Pump the brakes. This is getting in the comment sections, the stories, engaging on their posts and using real human interaction. You're not focusing on selling, you're focusing on building a relationship. 
Now you can use the buyer persona that you created to help you decide who you should be engaging with, finding the right hashtags, and spend some time on Instagram and other platforms following and finding people that are the right fit for you. You can reach more people by joining communities with a lot of people who might be your dream client as well. So you can do this one-on-one with individual accounts, or you can shortcut a little bit by joining a community. Now, Facebook groups are not as popular as they were in 2020, but they're still a great way to engage and connect with as many people at once as you can and provide valuable and authentic connection. Again, I cannot stress this enough, especially when you're getting into somebody else's Facebook group. Do not be salesy. This is about building actual relationships, showing up for people, becoming the person they think of when they're ready for the service that you provide. Answer simple questions, cheer people on, just be known in that community. Now, I have gotten some of my biggest clients through Facebook groups. So I know for sure this strategy is not one to slouch on. Social media has also introduced me to some of my favorite people in the world who I have never met in person. (laughs) Now, this sounds super weird when I explain it to my BF, um, but it's true. Like, it's totally true. I, I have people that I love dearly and I'm close friends with who I have literally never met other than online and, and through, through a video screen, right? Now, using social media, how you wish people would use it with you is one of the key ways to building those key relations, those clear, easy relationships. Think about all of the times that you really hated when somebody sent you that cold DM or commented on a post and said, hey, check your DMs or whatever it is, right? Don't be that person. Use social media the way you wish other people would use social media with you and start building online relationships that will bring you revenue for years. Now, our last one, number five here, your dream clients probably want to know that you're human, (laughs) So give them a chance to get to know you with a free discovery call. Now, you don't have to call it a discovery call, but that's basically what you're doing, right? I am sure you've heard about the know, like, and trust factor and how important it is when you're building a business online. I mean, that is if you've been in business for longer than five minutes. We want to know the people we're working with, right? Especially when we're hiring people that we have never met in person who are not in our local area. And we want to know the human behind the business, not just about the business, especially if you are a solopreneur or the main person who talks with customers like my team. I love them, but I'm the one talking to all the customers. Now, I have people on my team who talk to them and they don't realize they're using my email or whatever, but I'm the one doing the majority of the face to face time with clients. So they want to know me. They want to feel like they know who I am. It's also important, just a side note, for your clients to know that you are a real life person and not some AI creation. (laughs) I really hate that we have to worry about that these days, but it's becoming more and more of an issue as time goes on. You can shortcut a lot of the issues and a lot of people's questions and a lot of people's fears 
by just jumping on a quick call with your prospects. And this is coming from the introvert queen of don't call me, just send me an email, please. Like my phone rings and I watch it ring 99% of the time. (laughs) With a free 15 minute call, you can better understand your client's needs and hear straight from them what problems they're looking to solve. You're also able to demonstrate your expertise, building trust and rapport before they commit to working with you. So it's really a win-win situation. Plus, this lets you weed people out who might not be a good fit for you. There's the other flip side to that, right? Now, a couple things to keep in mind with discovery calls. This is where I, I personally, and I know people who have a big struggle with this, you want to listen more than you talk, and you don't want to switch into consulting mode. These calls should be about getting to know them and allowing them to ask you a couple questions about the process of working with you. Not, so how exactly do you do X, Y, and Z, right? Make it super simple for your prospects to book a call with you too by just using an online scheduling platform. There's tons of them out there that you can set up for free or very quickly And then you can just sit back and watch people book those calls and you can do a lot less work to get them. Listen, the only way to truly scale a service-based business is work with the right clients. We only have so much time in our day. So the last thing we need are the types of clients who you know, you're trying to figure out how to do this new thing because you sold something that's maybe a little bit outside your wheelhouse or the ones who just drain all of your energy because they are just not the type of people you really want to work with, but you sold them a contract so now you have to work with them. Listen, been there, done that, caught the t-shirt, right? Instead, let's get super clear on who you want to work with how you can solve their problems, and breaking through the online noise to get those people's attention. And if you want some help to create that buyer persona, make sure you grab my free Canva template um, to start yours. This is literally just go in, edit it, add some pictures, whatever you need, and download it as a PDF. So you can keep that for yourself, for your social media VA, what have you. This is really invaluable because it's unlike most of the personas that you're going to find out there. And again, it's totally free. Just download it in today's show notes. If you loved our episode today, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or share this with an entrepreneur friend of yours who needs to hear it. Now, if you have questions about today's episode, reach out at cappedcoder.com. That's C-A-P-T coder.com or on Instagram at Captain Coder. Thanks so much for tuning in and talk to you next week.